Well, hello. Uh, welcome to the FPS podcast series. This is podcast number 16, and we're going to talk GSA schedule contracting. My name is Todd Hatherley, and I'm the Director of Programming for Federal Publication Seminars, a leader in federal government contract training and professional development for the past 60 years. And every year, Federal Publication Seminar trains thousands of businesses, federal agencies, and individuals on legal and regulatory compliance and accounting nuances found in the federal regulations through nationwide classroom, online, and in-house sessions. These podcasts are really just a small sampling of important content you, you as a contracting professional can expect from attending an FBS program. Whether in person or online or live or on demand, you cannot find another source of the breadth and depth of experience, knowledge, and content anywhere. Please visit us at fedpubsseminars.com for more information. Joining me today is Larry Allen of Allen Federal Business Partners. Not only is he one of our instructors, he's also writes a great blog, and he had an article in this recent one called Three Things That GSLA Schedule Contractors Need to Know, and that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome, Larry. How are you today? Todd, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is exciting to be here. Give us a rundown. You wrote this article on three things GSA Schedule Contractors Need to Know Now, so what are those three things, and why is it important? Todd, the impetus for this article is that the schedules program sometimes tends to get lost in the shuffle, lost in the shuffle on other contract programs that have definitive start and stop dates with government agencies and contractors spending a lot of time and effort in anticipation of a brand new contract vehicle. Some succeed, some don't, but there's always the GSA schedule and the schedule kind of just runs constantly in the background. It's like that security software that you rely on. It's always there. So the fact is that it may not get all of the highlights that it deserves. And I think that the schedules program absolutely does deserve some kudos. One of the things, uh, Todd, is schedule contracts are more popular today now than they've been in any time in recent history. You'd almost never know that from looking at headlines in the trade press, but it's true. Fueled by the need to make quick acquisition decisions and meet changing needs during a pandemic, federal agencies have flocked to GSA multiple award schedule contracts. GSA's numbers show an increase in schedule use at the end of fiscal 20. But one of the other things, Todd, that's really impressive to me is those numbers continue to be strong here in the first couple of quarters of FY21, outpacing traditional FY21 uh, first and second quarter numbers, uh, meaning that federal buyers continue to turn to the schedules program for a wide variety of needs. And it's not just products either. While pandemic products have certainly been an important business for the schedules program, the amount of services, professional services of all kinds, including things like logistic support services really drive the bulk of the business that go through the schedules program. My first message to contractors is you ignore the schedules program at your peril. There's a lot of business that's being done through this program right now. Agencies continue to like the schedules program and it's a place that a lot of contractors really need to either be in or think hard about having that be a part of their overall government business. Another feature, Todd, of the schedules program right now, what's making the schedules so special? Well, GSA, of course, is just 
uh, nearly completed the consolidation of all of its contracts into one contract per company and one master schedules program. They're not done yet. And one of the things that they've done as a result of that is they want to show some program flexibility by introducing new special item numbers. For those not familiar with the schedules program, special item numbers are, are the subsections, the chapters, if you will, by which schedule product listings and service listings are broken up. So that if you want to find photocopier services or photocopier solutions, that's a specific special item number. So too would be office supplies or even specialized uh, office services, management business consulting services. So the SIN structure is really the series of chapters that guide you, the user, to find what you need in the schedules program. What's significant now is there are new SINs coming out to reflect new technologies and new ways that federal agency customers actually want to buy from the schedules program. Todd GSA is listening to federal customers who want to be able to make repetitive purchases more quickly and set up specialized buying programs that really have scheduled contracts as the foundation. We've seen this happen already, but GSA wants to make it faster and easier. So they're exploring options in addition to enhanced blanket purchase agreement capabilities, like an enhanced SIN structure with the goal of making scheduled contracts more accessible for longer term agency needs. The net for a government contractor that has a scheduled contract is that scheduled contract could now be worth to you more business than it already has been, and it could end up being the conduit through which your customer reaches you, not just for one-time purchases, but for ongoing buys. Todd, we've talked so far about what a great deal the schedules program is, the amount of business that's going through it, how flexible yeah. it is. That's always true. But you know me, Todd, and people who've been in your classes know me. I'm a big believer in making sure that contractors manage their schedule contracts correctly. And that's the third thing I want to talk about today. There's risk where there's opportunity. Schedule contractors simply must invest sufficient schedule management resources in order to get the maximum benefit of their contracts. One of the things I talk about in my classes, Todd, is if the front end is growing and the cash register is ringing to the extent that people have cash registers, then those back office assets need to grow accordingly. So if you've got a contract manager, you want to make sure that manager has the tools that he or she needs. And maybe they need an assistant contract administrator because your business has grown. Or maybe if you're a large business, you need to start thinking about having a small business person who can manage your small business subcontracting requirements. The front end and the back end need to grow uh, together in order for you as the contractor to have the best overall experience. Not paying attention to your contract can uh, lead to things that range from the annoying, like not being able to raise your prices all at once uh, to reflect what you've been doing commercially, to the downright scary, false claims act cases, whistleblowers, post award audits, things that can really cost your company money. Paying attention to sound schedule contract management can't prevent all of those things, Todd, but it certainly 
can keep them to a minimum and serve as an early warning system so that you as the company knows there are issues that need to be tended to while they're small, relatively easy to handle, and you don't ignore them like the monster in the closet until they're too big to ignore and super expensive to handle. The multiple award schedule contracts, Todd, remain an effective, popular way to conduct federal business and keeping them that way is the responsibility of both contractors and GSA. Excellent. You know, one thing that comes to mind, uh, Larry, when you're talking is is the the whole idea of compliance and like things like uh, making sure you're aware of the Trade Agreements Act. Todd, you're on the right track there. There are two main compliance issues that multiple award schedule contractors really have to pay attention to. There are more, but these are the two that can really trip you up. The first is making sure you're paying attention to your pricing. Unless you are a contractor that has a TDR-based schedule contract, and we talk about that in the class, mm -hmm. uh, you have to make sure that the pricing you submitted to the government continues to accurately reflect your commercial sales and discounting practices, and that basis of award customer that you negotiated you need to make sure that you're maintaining your obligations to keep that schedule price tied to the basis of award customer price that you promised GSA. Failure to do that can cost your company some money. The second issue in GSA schedule compliance, Todd, as you mentioned, is Trade Agreements Act compliance. Companies all of the time find themselves subject to False Claims Act cases typically from either a disgruntled former employee or a competitor, uh, somebody who feels like they may need to make a little extra money can file a False Claims Act case uh, and have a Trade Agreements Act based. These can be expensive as well, even if your company hasn't done anything wrong. It can right. take a couple of years to resolve a Trade Agreements Act case, even if there's no there there. So companies need to pay attention to pricing and to country of origin issues. And they need to understand that some of those country of origin issues may change over the next year, thanks to the executive order issued at the beginning of January by President Biden. It's too early to know that, but those of us who watch these things uh, are looking for rules and regulations that could come out that could change the way that both the Trade Agreements Act and the Buy American Act are applied to multiple award schedule contracts. Larry, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. If anyone needs to get a hold of you, because I think you provide a valuable service to the, the industry and to anybody that wants to be a federal contractor, how would they get a hold of you? Todd, I'm easy to find. You can find me on allenfederal.com. That's my website, allenfederal.com or email me directly at L-A-L-L-E-N at allenfederal.com. I'm always happy to hear from people associated with you. Larry, there's a plug in. We do have the basics of multiple award schedule contracting you teach for us. That's, we do it both virtually and hopefully back in the classroom sooner than later. And in October 12th through 13th, if anyone's interested, we have a small, small medium business government contracts forum 
Before that kicks off on October 12th, we have a half a day program on essentials for small business government contracting workshop. Larry Allen will be our presenter, as well as attorney named Stephen Coprince. And we're excited for them to, their thoughts and uh, knowledge on seeking business with the government, give us an idea of what companies or organizations need to do to uh, be successful in federal government contracting. Larry, once again, thank you. That concludes our podcast for today. And remember, everyone, if you have any topics you want to cover us in the podcast, please send me a note at todd at fedpubseminars.com. Until next time, stay safe, keep your distance, and read the bar.